Hey everybody, I'm Joel Fike. I'm the Director of Development at the Disability Network in Flint, and I'm joined by my boss, Luke Zelli, who we like to call the Chief Amazement Officer there at the Disability Network. And before you think, oh, I'm not going to stay with this, this sounds kind of dull, we are going to amaze you in this 20 or so minutes that we've got uh, you, you listening and watching us. For one, we're going to talk about um, the disability network and how there's so many disabilities, you may have a disability and you might not even know it. Another thing we're going to talk about is all the services that we provide. And also we're going to talk about an event that we hold in August. It's called Over the Edge. We want to tell you all about that. And by the way, we are at the Ferris Wheel in downtown Flint, which is a beautifully restored uh, building uh, right in the heart of downtown, one of the coolest places there is. And I am the guest host, Joel Fike. And before we get to Luke, let me tell you just a little bit about my background. Maybe you don't know uh, me or have, aren't familiar with me. Joel, everybody knows you well, in Tennessee County. Well, not necessarily. I was a reporter for 35 years in Flint on television. The first 27 at ABC 12, and then I was fired. Can you believe that? But there were 40 people that were let go, so I didn't feel so bad. And then I went over to the NBC and Fox, which is NBC 25 and Fox 66, for another eight years. And it was a glorious, you know, I love being a reporter because I'm A, naturally nosy, which Luke knows, and B, I'm just, you know, an inquisitive kind of a guy. I want to find out what's going on. If there's a fire, I want to be there. You know, most people run away from tragedy. I ran toward it, and I wanted to find out about it. You want to be where the action was. I wanted to be where the action was. So it was wonderful. Um, but then last year, I got a little Facebook message from our mutual buddy, and he said, you know, there's a job open at the Disability Network. And I'm thinking, I don't even know what that is. Uh, and as it turned out, I told my bosses, look, they offered me another contract. And I said, you know what? I, I need to, I feel like this is a good fit for me. And so far, so good. You know, three months or so, four months in, um, I'm loving my job and um, I'm loving being able to go out and tell people about who we are and what we do. All right, enough about me. Uh, let's talk, though, to Luke Zelli, who, as we mentioned, is the chief, you know, he's the CEO, but we've, we've got these funny titles over there. In, in his case, it's the chief amazement officer. But before we get into the uh, the network. I always said I wanted to work at the network, you know. Uh, the big time. And now I am. Right. Um, let's talk, though, about how this started for you growing up with your dad. Your, his dad sure. is an institution in Flint. His name is Mike Zelly. He really started with some other folks, the Disability Network in Flint. Tell me a little bit about your dad. Yeah, I uh, do want to welcome you to the Disability Network. <laughs> Thank uh, you. It's where all the action's at <laughs> in Genesee County. Um, and I do think, you know, there's a whole world of disability uh, that the story hasn't been told. And mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's these one-on-one -on -one stories. So I'm happy to share, um, you know, my experience with my father. Uh, I was uh, seven years old uh, when my father was in an auto accident. So he was a vice president uh, at a bank down in Detroit. You're talking about the 70s. And um, as a result of the auto accident, he was paralyzed from the waist down and so think of this, you know, this is before the Americans with Disabilities Act. You think of accessible parking and curb cuts and ramps. I mean, all the things that we have available today. Uh, and this employer at the time saw somebody with value and somebody with talent. And so they wanted to right back to work as soon as possible. Um, and, you know, so that was my experience just seeing, you know, my dad 
I was my hero before the accident, uh, and nothing really changed. Mm -hmm. We still played catch. We still shot basketball. We just did it a little differently. But um, you know, my view uh, of disability really didn't change how I saw him. Uh, and for his employer, you know, all they did was move his office from uh, the second floor to the first floor. Uh, they gave him a parking spot closer to the door. After the accident, After he was in a accident. wheelchair. Yeah, so it yeah. just made it uh, pretty easy. So I grew up thinking this is what everybody in the world does. Mm -hmm. You know, when uh, somebody acquires a disability or needs an accommodation, that this is just how the world is. Um, and as I grew up, I learned a little bit differently. You know, going out in the community, all of a sudden you start to see barriers uh, that people face. Um, and for me, uh, I saw it all come together in 2000 when... Uh, the Disability Network, uh, I was working for IBM at the time, my background was in technology, and uh, the Disability Network opened up a state-of-the-art, accessible community technology center uh, support from the Mott Foundation and Mott Community College, and you could see just lives being changed. Mm -hmm. You know, folks uh, who were blind, uh, who had never accessed a computer, could now have things read to them. Um, or you had folks uh, with mobility uh, challenges and difficulties, like how do you navigate a computer and mm -hmm. you can operate it with your feet, with your arms, with a headband. You can actually operate a computer with just your brain waves and biofeedback. So all of a sudden this whole world of possibilities opened up mm -hmm. uh, and I just had to get in. So Well, I want to talk about all that and all the yeah. different disabilities, mm -hmm. but I don't want to gloss over your dad though too much. And I know, you know, you probably feel a little weird like, hey, he's my dad. I'm going to not going to say too much about him, but I will tell you this. He is an amazing guy. He testified before Congress about yes. this. He knew this Justin Dart guy, like on a first name, like how are you doing basis? And if you don't know who Justin Dart is, go Google him. He's like the godfather of disability, yes. right? No longer with us. So he would be what uh, kind of like Martin Luther King is uh, for the civil rights movements and the African-American community. That's where Justin Dart yeah. Uh, literally went state to state, rallied the disability community to pass the Americans with Disabilities Act. And he uh, was the head of the Civil Rights Commission in Michigan for a minute there. Yeah, so yeah. Um, my father enjoyed a, a really successful career in the business world, uh, retired and in uh, 1992 founded the Disability Network. Mm -hmm. And its real premise, um, there's a lot of things that we could talk about, but uh, it really is the connectedness, you know, that network of peers and uh, that um, inclusion uh, of folks, and it's led by, run by, governed by folks with disabilities. So 90% of our staff are folks with disabilities. And we are what's called a center of independent living. Explain what that is. So um, this is the cool part for everybody that's listening. So it doesn't matter where you are in Michigan, it doesn't matter where you are in the U.S., I w or I would say internationally, that uh, there are uh, disability organizations called Centers for Independent Living, and it's kind of a, an odd name because nobody lives at a Center for Independent Living. But all of these centers, there's 15 in Michigan, over 500 across the U.S. Uh, there's ones in Australia and Ireland, mm. you know, all over the world that really promote uh, independent living. People with disabilities living self-directed lives, taking control, making decisions, and really living their best life. And I think Kaiba and uh, what they stand for really is that health, that wellness, you know, what is it like to be uh, living your best life at work, you know, in the community and in your home? Tell me a little bit about um, disabilities. People think when they hear disability, I think they think of someone in a wheelchair 
when in fact the list of disabilities is as long as your arm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, for much of the, the disability in the civil rights movements in the 70s and 80s, there was so much around uh, the physical barriers, and, and many of those still do exist. Um, and so folks tend to think of people who are deaf, people who are blind, people who use wheelchairs mm -hmm. as folks uh, with disabilities. And, and really, I think what uh, we're looking to do at the Disability Network and these centers all over the world is change that mindset around disabilities, change um, the biases that people have. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about it, um, disability is ADHD, it's learning disabilities, it's diabetes, it's high blood pressure, it's um, you know a variety of things. And you start to think, man, um, it's a much bigger community than just a small segment of the population. In fact, uh, the CDC reports that half of all adults uh, in the United States have a disability, so uh, it's really more than you think. And what, how many in Genesee County, roughly? So um, in Genesee County, there's about 86,000 folks with disabilities, but here's the challenge. This is what I would- 86,000, uh, that's a lot, you know, more than I thought. Um, think about this though. Um, these are folks that when the US Census comes around, we've got an important uh, census coming up in 2020, uh, but Please a, fill yes. your form out, fill out the census. Yes. I know that sounds boring, but you know what? We need to be counted. We do. It's important for our community. It's important for folks with disabilities. Uh, a lot of supports and resources are funded based on those counts. Mm -hmm. um, but this particular survey um, or census in 2020 is just nine simple questions. Uh, for us, though, there's a in the disability community, there's a more detailed survey, um, but really only about 20% of the population raises their hands and self-identifies as having a disability. So what we really want is everybody who has a disability to, to self-identify. Uh, that breaks down those uh, barriers, those uh, biases that people have when you have more people self-identifying and, and being a part of that community. Another question I get sometimes, Luke, is the disability network, hmm, what do you do? I mean, what goes on over there? We've got several key programs that we kind of promote and sponsor and tell us a little bit about some of those. So uh, there's a, a couple of beliefs that I would put out about the Disability Network. So when folks call, they know kind of what to expect. And, and we believe um, in a community where all people are valued. And so we believe people with disabilities um, have value. And so when somebody calls in, you know, on its very basic level, uh, we get a lot of phone calls, whether it's people with disabilities, family members, and you know, parents, uh, caregivers, hey, I need help. You know, mm -hmm. what resources are available? So uh, a lot of what we do is just helping people navigate systems and have more control in their life. Uh, we do some things uh, to help people be more independent. So it's hard to uh, connect in the community if you're not, uh, have, if you don't have computer access. So we do things around computer uh, classes, computer trainings. It's hard to be independent when you don't have a job. So a lot of what we do and our board's mission is we want Flint and Genesee County to have the highest population of people with disabilities working in the nation. So we do a lot of work uh, helping people get ready for jobs, search for jobs, prepare for jobs. And then we work with employers, um, with the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, there's a Disability Works Committee they do. Uh, trainings for employers on unconscious bias, how do you hire, train, motivate, accommodate mm -hmm. all employees, not just uh, employees with disabilities. And regarding the jobs, you, mm -hmm. as you mentioned, people want jobs, 
especially around Flint, people want a good paying job, a, a job that pay, you know, has benefits that you can raise a family perhaps on. And one company has come into town who wasn't here before, who are hiring people with disabilities, and they're called Peckham. Tell me a yes. little bit about Peckham. So uh, I give our community and leaders a lot of um, credit for coming together around this um, because I'll share this with folks. Uh, when you think about the largest employers in Genesee County, you know, whether it's the General Motors or the universities or healthcare, uh, they're hiring lots of folks, but the largest employer of folks with disabilities in Genesee County is Social Security. We've got 20,000 people with disabilities who are being paid not to work. They're sitting on the sidelines. And uh, there was a survey done a few years back and 70% of them want to work. They don't want to sit on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. They want to be engaged. And so in looking at employers and hiring, uh, the community really rallied to bring this company, Peckham, to Flint. And that 20,000 people are an asset to our community for employers that want to hire. And Peckham is a company that does advanced manufacturing. It's an integrated setting. They've got people with and without disabilities uh, working side by side. Uh, they pay above minimum wage. Everybody gets paid uh, a great rate, you know, about $12 to $22 an hour. Uh, and they hired uh, 20. Um, their goal is to hire 200 folks with disabilities. They're at 80 right now. And, and I would say our community's goal is to get 2,000 jobs for folks with disabilities. And you know, when I see Peckham uh, and how they operate their facility in Lansing, they've got about 3,000 employees with disabilities. Uh, it is a resource for the whole community. How do you provide accommodations? How do you really provide uh, an opportunity for people to, to thrive, to be their best, all of the wraparound supports with or without disabilities? Um, you know, if you walk in, it, it almost looks and feels like Google. Mm -hmm. uh, they've got workout rooms, meditation rooms, uh, you know, foosball. Coffee thing, yes. I remember. And all colorful and not, not factory-ish. Right. You know? And so if, <clears throat> if you're a person with a disability and you want to work and you hear about these jobs in the community, major companies coming in, uh, a lot of times you think, well, it's not me. You know, they're not, they're not I'm not going to get a fair shake. Um, I'll share a quick story with the, um, the Peckham Job Fair. Uh, there was uh, a mother and um, a daughter, the daughter was about 28, and I uh, had a disability, and she wanted to work at Peckham. And a lot of times what we find in, in Flint and Genesee counties, you have generations of disability. So a grandparent on disability, a parent on disability, and a child on disability. And uh, it's just a way to survive uh, sometimes. And uh, at this job fair, uh, the young girl had described uh, that she had been trying to get a job at uh, various places, had interviewed at fast food restaurants, and needed some help filling out the application. And uh, this particular um, fast food place said, I'm sorry, we don't hire people with special needs. If you can't fill out this form, you know, we can't hire you, which you can't say and do. Which, that's illegal, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so this girl was really devastated that uh, never thought she could work. Uh, went to this job interview at Peckham and as part of the orientation, uh, the mom sat through with her. And the mom wanted to work. They both applied for oh. jobs. They both got hired. So the mom and the daughter are working at Peckham. Um, and what Peckham has shared is of their 3,000 uh, employees with uh, across all different departments, Flint has the highest productivity, uh, the lowest absentee uh, rate. Uh, and We're uh, hard workers here. They are. We have a... <laughs> 
Flint has an untapped talent pool of folks with disabilities. And so again, I appreciate uh, Kaiba and um, having the opportunity to talk about the disability community, uh, the work ethic, the talents, the skills. Um, you, you know, Joel, you mentioned earlier about uh, my father giving testimony mm -hmm. of um, in, in Washington. And uh, for folks that don't know, um, there are structural policy disincentives for folks to go to work. It's called, uh, uh, it's like this financial cliff. So if, if you uh, are on disability, um, so you acquire disability, you're unable to work, you have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt. Uh, a lot of times it takes two or three years to get this. Uh, it's an insurance that we all pay into. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you get that um, and you want to go back to work, if you make um, like one penny more yeah. uh, than this uh, amount, it's like $1,200, you lose everything. You lose your health care, you lose your benefits, you could lose your housing. Uh, and so most folks get stuck on that. And, you know, it's been my father's dream and life mission to get that uh, policy changed so that uh, there's 20,000 people with disabilities who are sitting on the sidelines in Flint who want to work can come back to work, uh, that there's no disincentives for that. Well, so that's one of the things that the Disability Network does, get people jobs, not mm -hmm. just at, uh, at Peckham, but also other places as well in town. So we help link them and we help that whole process. But there's other things we do as well. And we also, for instance, help with the whole nursing homes. People are in nursing homes in this area and all over. They really don't want to be there. They just soon go live independently. Like we said, that's what we kind of want people to do, live independently. We help with that process. How does that work? Yeah, and I would encourage folks, uh, if you've got questions around disabilities, we're a great first contact. Uh, our phone number is 810-742-1800. Uh, you can go to our website, uh, disnetwork.org. Uh, we can provide that information. Uh, but yeah, there are uh, folks. Um, there was a, a um, Dale Kildee. Uh, congressman who's very uh, familiar with them. Yeah, champion <laughs> in our community, introduced legislation that allowed people who were in nursing homes, uh, it's called Money Follows the Person, to go out in the community, live uh, back in their homes. And what they found is uh, it costs less. You know, instead of people being trapped like a prisoner in a nursing home, uh, using those funds so they could be out in the community. So last year we got 44 people out of nursing homes. Mm -hmm. um, Turning and you my think, phone off here. Sorry, go ahead. You know, a lot of people think it's, uh, you know, maybe a 100-year-old person in a nursing home. No, there's, you know, 22-year-olds, there's 30-year-olds. They don't want to spend their life living in a nursing home. Mm -hmm. They want to be back out in the community, being independent, working, living. And so uh, that is a really important uh, program. And for every person that we get out of a nursing home, uh, it has a return on investment of like $12. So for every dollar we spend, we save taxpayers $12. Um, you know, it's important to get people out of nursing homes. It's important to get uh, people jobs. But when you think about wellness, um, it's also about in the community. And so some of the programs like uh, kayaking <laughs> that we're doing, accessible, inclusive kayaking um, for folks with disabilities. So we've partnered with uh, Parks and Recreation, the Flint Watershed. Um, and so during the summer and the warmer months, I'd encourage anybody of any ability uh, to come down and give that a try. We also have a big event coming up in yes. August. It's called Over the Edge. This will be the third year for Over the Edge. Yes. And uh, basically how it works is it's on August 15th, which is Saturday of Back to the Bricks weekend. And people go to the top of the Durant building 
in downtown Flint. They put a helmet on them. They give them all this training. They have these ropes. Now, you did this. Did I, you do it last year? I did. Yeah. Yes. And you rappel down the building, and it's all to raise money for the Disability Network. So certainly we're hoping that you will consider doing that. And it's absolutely terrifying. It's absolutely <laughs> terrifying. But you know what? It's just a little bit. And you're, it's very safe because it's like you're controlling with the, mm -hmm. the little, like the window washers do, apparently. And, uh, but we want people to please you know, go to our website. It's right there on our website how you can register for that. It's a $500 entry fee. And you can get family and friends to kind of participate so that it's a big, you know, family and friends thing and you, you can show your friends it's kind of for the daredevil at heart uh that you can do it and your dad in a wheelchair did it and it's all accessible right for wheelchair folks yes uh and that i will tell you that's probably the coolest thing about the event because uh, we're walking uh, the walk uh, it is a fully inclusive repel so uh we've had folks in wheelchairs folks who are blind um repelling down the side of a building all to break down those barriers and challenge uh the the biases that people have around disabilities. So, yeah, when you get to that top of the building, the 10 stories, and you're looking out like over Flint, uh, it's it's a breathtaking view, but there is nothing natural about taking a step <laughs> off and repelling down the side. And you know, for some of these, uh, we've got high school students with disabilities that repel. Uh, so if, if you're not a daredevil, but uh, you want to sponsor a, a student with a disability uh, to repel, or you just believe in what we uh, do, I'd encourage you to uh, go to our website and sponsor. And then the last part I would say, I mean, Back to the Bricks is an unbelievable event. So if you really want to get a unique view of Back to the Bricks, <laughs> you could be repelling down the building, staring straight down Saginaw Street to see all of the cars. Uh, and we have adapted, accessible um, muscle cars that folks with disabilities use and drive. Half a million people down there. Yes. It's a good story to tell at a bar or somewhere at a party. Yeah, you know, I rebelled back in 62, and we were going down, you know, <laughs> like that. But uh, please participate, because we have 90 spots, and now we have two less spots. Uh, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're hoping that this is going to be a successful event August 15th, Saturday, in downtown Flint. Yeah, I think uh, the folks at Kaiba, um, Lisa, Zach, uh, or others, um, are interested in that challenge, you know, to um, to support a great cause, but also um, live a little, get that adrenaline going, and, and see the world a little differently. And let's hope for sunshine and blue skies. But we're, yeah. I guess you did it last year in the rain, right? Uh, yeah, we've done it uh, in all kinds of weather. But yeah, it's best when it's it's warm and sunny. Well, I could go on for hours with Luke Zelly. He's got so many stories. And I've got so many questions, but, you know, we don't want to uh, go on forever. We really thank you and thank that uh, the folks at Kaiba Health and Life for participating and letting us participate in this event down here. And uh, thank you, Luke Zelli. I appreciate talking to you. Yeah, Joel, thank you for the storytelling. And, and we're hopeful that uh, we can do more of this. And I think for, for the folks uh, who are listening that, um, you know, in the future, we'd love to have people with disabilities come on and tell their story. Uh, what they're experiencing, how they've um, kind of lived their life, uh, and what resources, what are therapies, techniques, uh, medical hotbeds, you know, of uh, new innovation that's happening. And then uh, just even, I think there was a study done in Flint uh, just not too long ago about uh, stress and anxiety. It's mm -hmm. like the number one issue. doesn't matter if you're in inner city, suburban, rural. Uh, so what are some of those resources that uh, that people access every day? And so again, if, uh, if you're interested in that information or getting connected, 
uh, do give us a call, 810-742-1800. Uh, reach out to your local Center for Independent Living uh, or head to our website. All right, Luke, thank you. And uh, thank you for watching. I'm Joel Fike, your guest host for Kaiba Health and Life. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time.